Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry. What happen if you say what you want to say? This is Shug Murray, and I am the host of Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. And you know, I have got John producing Back Behind the Glass. Hello, John. Thank you for joining us. Always a pleasure, Shug. Always a pleasure. You know, I love in the beginning how there's this little clause that says we don't necessarily support what this person's talking about as a station. So, you know, praise God for that. Let's read between the lines and see if you guys do agree with what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, those of you on podcasts, we've already taken that off of there because we just assume you're going to listen regardless. <laughs> I'm so thankful that you guys are listening. We are airing through AM 980, the mission out of Minneapolis, and uh, just so blessed to be able to be a nationwide radio show. As you guys listen, and then you go from there to podcast, there's even people in Africa listen. And so if you want to encourage this show all the more, it is listener supported. If you go to himforher.org, no, com, it's com. It's, it's, I'm, I'm getting old people himforher.com and uh, look us up, click the donate button, H-I-M number four, her.com and help us to bring more shows like this one to people around the world. Hey, we have got a great guest here today. I've had him on before because I just think he is awesome. Ladies, I have the one and only, I know you've heard of him before, Mr. Todd Mulliken. Thank you, Todd, for coming on with me today. Good. You're too kind. Thank you. Always a pleasure. <laughs> you know, he has trained our Him for Her team uh, on, on many things, as well as he's come on the show for several topics. Scroll back through our podcasts and listen to him. He is the best counselor. He um, has got Mulliken Counseling Center. You can find him at toddmulliken.com and it's spelled M-U-L-L-I-K-E-N. And Todd is not only a counselor, He's also a husband. He's an author. He's a speaker. Um, and he is a professor. I can't even believe he's talking to me. On, uh, and he speaks on marriage and families. And some of the problems that Todd can help with are amazing. You know, marriage, relationships, mood disorders, anxiety, stress, ADHD. I mean, the list goes on and on. So if you are in need of reaching out, maybe you want a little fine-tuning, I would highly suggest that you look up a Todd Mulliken. He also has some amazing books. If you go to his website, you can click on store and you can see the books that he has written as well. But we're getting right to it. Blair, my husband, I hope you're listening because this show is on five tips for couples. I tell you, John, get your paper and pencil out because I know you're going to want to take some notes for that future relationship that you're going to be having. Winning. <laughs> Absolutely, Shug. <laughs> so, Todd, Todd, you know, I let's talk about this a little bit. Um, I know that uh, you've got some suggestions. You work with couples. Um, let's just dig right in. Where do you want to start? Well, something that I find myself saying quite a bit last year or so, Shug, is how do we move from a transactional relationship to a transformative relationship? It's just so easy, whether we're in our first week or our 50th year as a couple, 
to kind of just check the box. Now, what right? does that and mean? Kind of, what, are the, what do those two T words mean that you mentioned? Yeah, transactional kind of means where we're checking the boxes. We're just kind of going through life day to day. And, Is that like a roommate? You know, yeah, we're kind of coexisting. And, you know, it's not horrible. We're mm-hmm. getting through life, but we're kind of just letting things happen versus mm-hmm. making things happen, right? Okay. We're, or we're just saying, hey, what happened? And so... Uh, we, we kind of end up slowly growing apart versus coming toward. Okay. So the transformative idea is how are we, and that's my first step, how are we each as a couple, how are we coming towards each other in Christ? So as a man, how am I looking for my wife? How am I choosing her today? You know, that could be how a I, whole show right there, just on that one. Right. Coming to your wife. Right, because as a man, our vulnerability as men, I think, is we just settle in and we think things are okay and we lose track of that 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 fun and enjoyment of looking for her and where is she today and how am I noticing her? And that lights the woman up like a Christmas tree. And when the guy stops doing that, it's not the end of the world, but it's kind of the woman's usually going, well, who changed the rules here? Yeah. So it's a, a first movement for the man in the tip is to come towards by looking for her. Okay, so I just want to clarify that because that's not a term a lot of people use, coming towards or looking for her. Are you talking about more like a dating kind of a thing or flirting you know, or what do you mean by that? Yeah, you know, sure. I don't think it's one size fits all. And I think what, what it tends to be, what I'd have the guy do is how are you thinking about her today? Mm-hmm. Are you thinking about her? Are you thinking about what, what would make her feel special? You know her. Well, what, what, you know, so I, I, I tend less to set it up where the guy says, well, honey, just tell me what to do. I mean, that's not how the couple fell in love. And the you woman know, hates You hear that, that a lot. Yeah, and so the woman ends up writing a note in the book. Here's the five pages to read. It's like, oh, my gosh, we've got a mother-son relationship going. (laughs) And the woman hates that, and the guy feels like, okay, I guess I'll try to do it right. So I like it more personally when the guy from his own initiative, his own sense of what God's calling him into, is just kind of having fun with that and looking for her and finding her today. It could be a simple – I would tell guys, know when your next date is and know when your next getaway is. Know those things. So when's your next date? When's your next getaway with your wife? I love and that. It, you know, it's funny you mentioned certain. mother and son relationship. You know, uh, you know, I may have once or twice in the 40 plus years we've been married saying, I'm not your mother. <laughs> you know, sometimes that falls into that relationship. I know. I know. And sometimes the nicest guys in the world create that. You know, it's not usually the very controlling man. That's, that's a whole other issue. It's kind of the guy that just wants things to go okay, but he's, He's too deferred to what his wife's mood is. And if she's not in a good mood, then I've done something wrong. If she's in a good mood, we're fine. I don't need to do anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So he needs to get on his big boy pants and go find her and have fun. Yeah. So that's, that's the first tip for the man. Love it. Uh, the, first, the first tip for the woman is to try to look at who he is versus who he isn't. So one of the dilemmas men have is that they stop looking and stop cherishing and choosing and for the woman, she starts to kind of tell the guy what he's doing, start telling him how he's feeling, and starts telling him what he's not. Mm-hmm. And, um, and all those things 
are very draining to the guy. So it doesn't mean the woman shouldn't say what's on her mind and express her feelings and share her needs and let him in absolutely all of that all day long. And is she looking at what she's for with him and what she appreciates and what she notices? Mm, I love that. Yeah. So again, we're not talking about accepting something that's unhealthy, but all the the good goodness that, that that your husband brings to the table, how are we noticing that and honoring that in a good way through affirmations, through acknowledgments? And so I find when that when those two things happen, then I'm out of business. <laughs> well, wouldn't that praise God? Wouldn't that be a good, I mean, not for your pocketbook, but it would be a praise God for marriages all over the place. That's for sure. Um, I love I love that. Um, I'm taking notes, friends. We're on YouTube, so if you see me looking down, I'm writing. I mean, you know, it, it's you're never too old to learn new tricks. I mean, this old dog can learn new tricks in her marriage as well. And I I'm not going to go there on what that means, but I, what I'm going to say is is that I really think it's important to have a refresher. Todd, do you ever have people coming in? They're looking for a little refresher in their marriage. They might not oh. necessarily have problems. One of the greatest gifts I have and I'm so grateful for is this folks that I've seen for a long, long time just come in once a year to check in and talk about their stories and yeah. actually talk as much about their celebrations as their struggles. I both, love that. You know? I love yeah, that. Yeah, and I think we end up kind of reading self-help books, and the self-help books kind of make it sound like you do these five things, you have a perfect marriage, yeah. or somebody's in front of the church saying, hey, we have a perfect marriage now, and everybody in the audience is going, we don't, what's wrong with us? Yeah. You know, versus, um, so I love it when folks just come in to check in and to have a checkup and to, you know, go from good to great. You and, know, we're, uh, we're early in the tips, but my question to you is, um, is this something that our listeners can be writing down? And then do you suggest that they sit down with their spouses and and, and say, hey, I heard this today, let's try this new thing? Yeah, and one of the phrases I use, one of the five tips is is let each other in versus take things out on each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, she, one of your listeners could say, hey, hon, I heard this, and here's what I'm experiencing with it, and here's some of the tips I learned. How about you? How do they land for you? What are your thoughts? So, yeah. uh, so that second tip is let each other in versus take things out on each other. Take things out on each other means what? okay, I don't address something that's hard, then I un- unintentionally go to my resentment bank and put a little money in there, mm. and then the next time, then not even knowing I'm doing it, then the next time we have a fight, I am just lit up, and uh, you know, the, chicken, the kitchen sink comes in, everything else comes in, and we're really stuck. So let each other, and my book calls it mutual vulnerability, mm. and this is how we become best friends in my mind is, Hey, hon, here's what I'm thinking about stuff today with our marriage. Here's the things I'm really feeling good about. Here's something I'm struggling with. How do you see it? And that's the third tip, Shug, is create interactions versus interrogations. Interrogations. I like that word. So create uh, interactions instead of interrogations. Yeah. Here's... Here's my side of the street. Here's what I'm noticing. Here's what God's putting on my heart with us. How about you? How do you see it? So, again, it's not like we're, you know, just trying to be perfect, but we want to save our best for each other. And we usually do is save our best for other people and give each other the leftovers. So Mm -hmm. that second tip is this phrase. uh, Remember, the first tip is coming towards each other. And here's a, a, you know, something the guy can do. Here's something the woman can do. The second tip is creating language around mutual vulnerability by letting each other in versus taking things out on each other. 
And then that third tip is, as we're getting into more difficult conversations about conflictual things, how are we creating an interaction and a volley versus I'm right and you don't get it, you know, an interrogation, a kind of telling the other person who they are and how they're feeling. And, and that's really something that can happen when you and I are at the top of Anger Mountain. We can get really, like, dysregulated and take our stuff out on our spouse versus letting them into what we're experiencing. And I think that really matters. Mm-hmm. Ladies, if you're just listening, my name is Sugbury, and this is Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. We got a hot topic today. We are talking about relationships. We're talking about couples. And we are here with the famous Todd Mulliken. You can find him on Mulliken, uh, toddmulliken.com. Uh, please look him up. He's a wonderful counselor, and he's giving us five tips uh, for our relationships for couples. And I believe... If I'm not wrong on this, we're just kind of mid midway through this, Todd, that we can use these tips for other relationships besides our romantic ones. Well said, sure. I mean, clearly in our businesses and our friendships and our familial situations, yeah, they, they really do kind of transfer to all seasons and all areas of our life, to be sure. Great point. You know, friends, if you want to find him, we're going to have a link on our website. So go to himforher.org, H-I-M number four dot org. Did I say that right? Himforher.org. And uh, click on uh, the, the uh, sponsors button, the people that we have partnerships with. And um, we will have Todd's uh, logo there. And it, you can click on that and go directly to his site. And, uh, you know, definitely read his books, look at the store, uh, check him out. And, you know, he's just such a great guy to talk to. So there's nothing wrong with sharpening up those marriages. Okay, Todd, you've given us already three suggestions, three tips. Where do we go from here? All right, one more that's kind of on the hard stuff, ready? And this is our first two volleys when we want to create that interaction. Did you say volley, like volleyball? Yeah, we're just volleying, or like in tennis, Mm -hmm. we're volleying back and forth, right? We're hitting the ball back and forth to each other. Uh, and that is, I think these two parts really make conflicts go better. It's speak without offending and listen without defending. Mm. Tell us about that. Both, but speak without offending holds me accountable to say, instead of just popping off at my spouse because I'm just feeling like it, or instead of going to my resentment bank and avoiding the conversation but still building resentment, and that's totally on me when I do that. I am coming towards, and I'm saying, here's my take on what happened with the kids yesterday, uh, and I was really hurt by what happened. How did you see it? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to do the best I can to lead out well because I get to and I'm called to that. So speak without offending. As James says, quick to listen, slow to anger, right? So I'm going to speak without offending as best as I can. Now, if I'm on the receiving end of my spouse saying something that they were hurt by or challenged by that I did or something that, you know, it was really difficult that they're or they're triggered by an old wound in our story, how am I doing listening to understand what they're going through with empathy and the contentment of Christ versus, you know, while they're speaking, how am I getting my defense up and ready to just come back with something that's going to overshoot them and invalidate everything they're experiencing. So one of the ways we shut down a conflict very poorly is when we listen to defend. 
Mm. We listen to uh, interrogate. We listen to avoid. So when you are the listener, you get to try to understand what your spouse is saying and try to validate what they're experiencing, which doesn't mean you always agree. It means, you know, I get what you're saying, honey, and that must have been really hard when that happened. Here's what I was experiencing, and, you know, I'm so sorry you're going through that. And it's not like, oh, I'm so sorry you're feeling like that and you're out of your mind. You know, it's more I'm really trying to understand where you're coming from. So Mm -hmm. my and it's that coming toward. So the listening part of that conflict, sugar, I think is huge because most of the time our hurt mind overrides our wise mind. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's a good, yeah, but, say that again, your hurt mind. Overrides your wise mind. So that's when I'm right. hurt, I want to win or I want to run, mm-hmm. right? I want to, I, I kind of think that my spouse is actually against me right now. So one of the things I talk about in this fourth tip is, Trust each other's intentions. Mm. So I'm not waking up today. You aren't waking up today hoping that you will make life hard on your spouse. But, and neither is our spouses. Our spouses aren't waking up with that intention at night. But something might happen during the day where we get hurt. But that isn't our intention. So when I trust my wife's intentions, then I know when she's still hurt by something, mm-hmm. it gives me much more mercy, much more capacity to try to understand. But if I get hurt or if you get hurt, uh, we might not trust as much. We might start going, I don't really know. And that's, that's really when I think, you know, Satan comes in and has a field day, and then we really start struggling, and we start building resentments, and now we're, and now we're very transactional, and we're now on our way to toxicity and trauma. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. Yeah. we're in those other piece which we don't want to move into. We want to, we want to stay for each other. We're having a hard conversation, but we're both here, mm-hmm. and we both trust each other's intention. Yeah, you know, I liked what so, you said when you said um, you give them a chance. You're listening, and then you say, "This is what I was experiencing." And I think a challenge for a lot of women might be when they get to that point of "This is what I was experiencing," not to go to the defense or go on the attack in that spot. Um, are you just, are you trying to share with us that we just explain in a gentle manner, this is what my feelings were, or this is how I was pained, or what, well, you know, what do you suggest in that little segment that we have, where we have a chance to share what we are experiencing? You said it perfectly. You're just letting, what you just said there, Shug, is what you, you just let your spouse in. Mm-hmm. I would say to, because the woman's main problem is they tell their husband how he's feeling. Don't ever do that. Good to know. Let him in. Note, I, I want note to self. <laughs> right? I, I want the guy. I want the guy to know what the woman is experiencing, not what I'm doing wrong. Mm-hmm. I want to know that I just pained my wife. I just hurt her. I just caused her to feel overwhelmed. I caused her to feel unloved, and that gives me a better shot at receiving conviction and having accountability. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I'm on the defense being told what I'm doing, nobody like. I always tell couples, actually, don't give each other advice unless asked. Right? Mm-hmm. Let each other in. So I think these things, what, what these things do, I think, should is they, they help us not be defined by the conflicts, but learn from them. Mm-hmm. So as I always tell every couple I work with, okay, here's the conflicts, here's the patterns, here's the tough stuff. And that's in process the rest of your life, but we're for each other. We're going to slowly get better, 
Transformation happens over time, not overnight. And we're also going to know what our next date is, when our next getaway is. Mm-hmm. We also are going to fill that bank account of what we're for, our best times with our kids, our best hopes, mm-hmm. our best experiences we have had, the best things that we know to be true. Because sometimes we forget about all those good things and we're just locked in on this one conflict that's been hanging out and having a party for a week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you bring up a good point, too, is to enjoy life together. I mean, I think some couples have lost the art of laughing together or playing games well, together or getting away from the cray-cray craziness of life and, and, and not, you know, doing something out of the box or different together. Totally agree. Like, just have fun with it. And, and I always say cast vision together. It's, I think it's most fun, like even right now during the pandemic, is to explore, hey, you know, as things get better, what are some things we really want to be doing? Mm-hmm. It's just helpful to know what's coming and to have anticipation and hope for those things, even if life is really hard right now. You know, what's a, to explore that together. I think that's a great point. What uh, really helps me as well is sometimes my husband just shuts the news off, which praise God for that. We don't need to hear any more of that. And then he pulls out a deck of cards and we start to play 500. And, you know, mm-hmm. I just it just lightens the whole mood, even though... I might lose, but, you know, it's just fun to be able to sit down together and, you know, try just playing again together. It's really good. I have not won a game in Scrabble against my wife for 35 <laughs> years. Um, the, the last tip is, is more getting back to the goodness. You know, what Paul writes about from prison, right, in Philippians, mm-hmm. he doesn't write, hey, make sure every day you think about the three worst things that have happened to you and the four worst things that your spouse has done. And have a nice day, right? He, you know, he's writing near knowing about all these deep things that are happening to the Church of Philippi and all of the persecution that's going on. He says, you know, think about whatever is true, noble, of excellence, of praise. Think on these things, and the God of peace will be with you. And whether I'm in plenty mm-hmm. or want, I've learned to be content in all things. So I just love that passage because the last tip is called five to one, where are giving each other five affirmations for every one criticism. Mm. We're looking at what we're for with each other. And I think what has happened, even in the self-help field, Shug, is that, yeah, if I'm married to somebody's having an affair, we got to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Yes, if I'm an addict, we got to deal with that. Yes, if I'm married and I'm in a, a toxic, abusive situation, we got to do surgery on that, okay? That's front burner stuff. Mm-hmm. But if a deal breaker like that isn't going on, we've got to make sure we're not majoring on a minor thing. We've got to have frameworks to get through those difficult discussions and create safer spaces to do that. And we start needing to look at coming towards each other and what we love about each other. So. Mm-hmm. Five things, just the little things. Okay, you know, thanks for that. Oh, great. I'm so glad that you brought that up because there are front burner things, and those some of the few front burner things you mentioned. Do you address in your counseling sessions as well? If if our friends have a need for that, yeah. So when a couple is in, when they have a, an affair going on, or there's an addiction problem, or there's abuse, so it's mm-hmm. three big three. Any of those that are going on, we are in recovery mode first. Mm-hmm mode of how do we, does the person who's done the betraying, is an abuser, is an addict, 
does he or she have any remorse and hope to change that pattern? Yeah. Are they on that? Mm-hmm. And as they're creating remorse and reassurance, is the spouse who's been betrayed or hurt or been violated, are they feeling, uh, are they rebuilding trust over time? So it's always important to remember every couple is in a different space, mm-hmm. a different season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you brought up some excellent points. I wish we had more time. Ladies, if you want to read his books, if you want to find out and dig down even deeper, if you would like counseling um, with, you know, maybe your spouse won't go with you. You can always go in first ahead of time and uh, meet with him. He, he does it on Zoom, on radio, on phone, uh, not radio, on phone calls. Uh, but please look him up. It's toddmulliken.com, M-U-L-L-I-K-E-N.com. And ladies, I thank you for listening in. Gentlemen, I know some of you are listening as well. We all can use these tips in any relationship, not just with couples. Ladies, Todd, thank you so much for coming on. And ladies, my name is Sugbury. You know I love you. Over and out. Hey, ladies. This is Sugbury, and I'm the host of Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. I am so glad that you have found our show amongst the millions of podcasts that are out there. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, would you please do me a favor? Like it, rate it, thumbs up. We're on YouTube as well, so don't forget to find us there. You can watch our guests also. Please subscribe so you don't miss a show. We also have started Him for Her Crazy Testimonies. And each of our guests that we have on the show shares their personal testimony, how they received Christ in their life. This is Sugbury. You know I love you. Over and out.